If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. International Horse College's motto is people safety and horse welfare, and you'll find this message throughout our chats. Registered Training Organisation number 31352. Now, our guest today is Helen Fletcher. Helen's the founder of Equipoise for Equestrian, and we've had Helen on before on number 371. So if you'd like to find out a little bit more about Helen, you can go to 371. She's got a unique combination of having a background as a competitive rider, but she's also well qualified as a Pilates practitioner and movement educator. And today she's going to talk to us about 10 reasons Pilates is perfect for riders. Now, are you there, Helen? How are you? I am. Hi, Glenna. Very well, thank you. We know that you're well qualified and it's an obvious choice to have Pilates for riders, you know. So 10 reasons it's perfect for riders is a very, um, to me, for a Pilates instructor who's got a background as a competitive rider, it's a very obvious choice. But when did you realise, when did you have that moment where you thought, wow, Pilates really is perfect for riders? To be honest with you, Glennis, it was in the middle of my first ever Pilates class, which was wow. about 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been a long time from that first thought. And it was a real, uh, to coin a phrase, a real aha moment. I felt really strongly that yep. this type of work would be perfect for riders. But it, it's taken me, well, it's 25 years ago, around about my first class, and I've really been running my business for probably seven, eight years, but very slowly. And I've the, the last 18 months, I've put a lot more work, energy, and time into it. So it's been a long time coming, but always been there in the back of my mind. I mean, as a rider, we're always looking for something to compliment. It's all right to say we should ride every day, but it's not just the riding time. You know, you might only ride for half an hour, but by the time you even, if you don't keep your horse at home, by the time you get to the stables and you go in and you get your horse ready and you warm it up and you do your work and you cool it down and put it away and feed it and everything else, there's not a lot of riding time there. So to think that you can just pull out, you know, 20 minutes and do some Pilates and it's going to be very beneficial for your riding. It's an obvious choice. It's an obvious compliment for a rider. Yes, look, I think it it is. And if we want to think of, if we think of riders as athletes, whether Mm -hmm. that's in the form of a part-time occasional athlete or whether it's in the form of an elite athlete, Riders are athletes, and the sooner they begin to think like that and to begin to look after themselves in that way, the better. And I I don't mean that that means a couple of hours off-horse training a day, but but begin to look at how can I best maximise my time on the horse if I'm a recreational rider, Mm -hmm. or if you're a competitive rider, how best can you offset the certain patterns that you get into when you're doing something that's a fairly linear sport for a long time, for one thing. Yeah. And also how can you best what can you best do to enhance your riding, make your performance better and make your ride more pleasurable, more enjoyable. 
better for the horse as well. So there's so many reasons as to why riders could and really, I believe, should be doing some form of cross training. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've chosen Pilates because it's my passion. But there are other things that people can do if Pilates isn't for them. But I do think it really does tick just about every box. Good, good. All right, so if we can talk about the first one, the first point that you've got here is awareness. Mm. Now, I've put that as number one, which might surprise some people because a lot of people think Pilates and they think core strength. Mm -hmm. But um, I've put awareness as number one because Pilates is a mindful movement practice. So there's a focus on, on our breathing, on being fully present in our feeling body. Now, this develops our proprioception, which is our knowledge of where our body is in space. And you've had a couple of, I think one of your other podcast interviews mentioned proprioception. So proprioception is a really big word for like our sixth sense, so our sense of where our body is. Now, so if you have awareness and you are aware of where your body is, you develop control of your body. So to put it into context for riders, if awareness is the key to timing of the aids and body control is the key to application of the aids and being present is what our horses need from us, so mm-hmm. not to be thinking about work today or what we need to do later. Therefore, developing our ability to connect to our breath, to come into our feeling body and focus, I think is one of the best tools a rider of any level can learn. And the better our awareness, the greater our ability to communicate with our horses. And I think Pilates, as a mindful movement practice, can teach you that really well. Mind you, there's Pilates and there's Pilates. So... Uh, the way things are currently, Pilates has become a lot more popular and there are a lot of franchised Pilates studios where you may be in a situation where it's a large group class and there's lots of music, which can sometimes take you out of your body rather than into it. But in a, in a focused studio environment when you, where you're doing quality Pilates, I think there's nothing better for developing your awareness mm-hmm. of your body. Yeah, and um, another another interesting thing, once your awareness does develop and your knowledge of your own body or our own bodies helps us also so to have an empathetic understanding of our horse's body mm-hmm. and their needs as a being and as an athlete. So to understand that they too have days where they feel off, they feel stiff or tired or sore. And I think our own awareness encourages us to ride our horses in a way that feels good for them, um, to be patient with them when they're learning new movements, as, as we have to do, giving them time for stretching and time for you know, a little bit of a break after more intense work. I think that's another element to it as well, that, that it can make us better, better equestrians, really, better horse mm-hmm. people. But that's good, you know, awareness mm-hmm. of our own self. All right, now the next one, posture. Posture, I could talk for hours about posture. Um, Correct posture and alignment influences every aspect of riding. So correct posture promotes healthy biomechanics and function. So, And it's really integral to our ability to to have longevity in the sport. So... um, if your alignment is good and your posture is good, for example, people talk a lot about core core strength and core control. 
Um, if we're correctly aligned, our central nervous system is very smart. So if we organize our body well in the form of alignment, the muscles will recruit effectively and efficiently. So therefore, we're going to move more effectively and economically. And do you know what I mean by efficient movement? Do you want me to explain that? Yes, please. Yep. Yeah. So to move efficiently, if you reached now to pick up a pen, for example, you would pick up your pen with just the right amount of muscular activity as opposed to picking up your pen and squeezing it really hard and tensing your bicep and using every ounce of strength. So that's, that's an efficient movement. So if you're posturally aligned for whatever activity you're doing, your movement will be more efficient because you're not putting any stress and strain through the structures around the spine. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, from a longevity perspective, is, is really important too because a major cause of pain, most of our pain states are often caused from poor posture. Mm -hmm. So if you think about the natural curves of your spine, which help us to absorb force, so force from gravity or when you're riding, the forces from the horse underneath you. Any distortions in the form of your poor posture or your position can put a lot of stress on the joints and eventually the joints actually break down. So aligned or misaligned, all our systems of our body work to create stability. But over time, if you're misaligned, you begin to, you know, tissue breaks down and it might take 10 years, but eventually pain and pathology can be the result. So one of the great things with Pilates is um, that Pilates is movement education. So a well-qualified Pilates practitioner has to look at your overall movement patterns, yep. how you move, how well you move, and any compensatory patterns you may have, and works to change them. So the, through different exercises, they can restore balance and function and get you moving well again and out of pain if you're in pain. And someone like me who can actually assist you both on and off your horse is also really helpful because most of our posture transfers and is often exacerbated on the horse. So whatever posture you're carrying around in your everyday life, you're going to be carrying it around on your horse as well. Yes. So and, and horses can mirror our imbalances also. So there's a there's you know, posture is a big issue. Made more difficult, I have to say, by our current lifestyles, which really don't help with computer work and smartphones and <laughs> all the things that we have to deal with these days. Well, can we move mm -hmm. on then to core control, dynamic stability? Yeah. yeah. Now, core is a bit of a buzzword, isn't it? It is because people say, oh, if you want to ride, you, you've got to have a really strong core. And Pilates is really good for getting a really strong core. You know, and that's, that's yes, said yeah. quite a lot, but if we can talk mm. a bit more about core control, dynamic stability. Mm. I'm going to break the two down. Okay. So core control isn't actually about abdominal strength. It's the control of your trunk. Okay. So it's being able to control your torso over your pelvis, basically. And dynamic stability is your ability to have equilibrium and balance. So to be able to dynamically stabilise, which is really just means to stabilise in a situation that's dynamic, which is ever-moving. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. 
Yep. So stability is basically your ability to have equilibrium and balance, to have it constantly disturbed, which in this case is the horse's movement, and then to find stability again constantly and continuously as you ride. Yep. So that's dynamic stability. Now that's created, and I can go into a lot of technical detail here, but I'll and I will if you want me to, but it's basically your your core, so your trunk is stabilised and controlled by a combination of local and global muscles, they're called. So muscles very close in to the bone mm-hmm. and muscles further out, okay? And they work together to move the spine in all directions as well as stabilise it in good posture despite those movement forces and disturbances. Is that making sense? Yes, yes. Yep. So Pilates exercises are great there. They teach us how to access and improve the function of these muscles. So some exercises strengthen the muscles through movement Mm -hmm. and others challenge the ability of them to maintain stability and alignment while moving the limbs. So, for example, if you are stabilised through your trunk, you can move your arms and legs independently without disturbing that stability. So Charlotte Dujardin is a great example of that. If you look at her, she's a beautifully stable rider. Mm -hmm. She's able to give her aids without disturbing that stability. Yep. Yep, so that's basically dynamic stability. And the core itself, um, to just go back over that again for people, because a lot of people say, well, you know, it's, it's almost like the word core is this elusive word and it's if, if you can strengthen that one thing, your riding is going to be improved exponentially. Mm-hmm. That's not completely true. But the, the core isn't a single muscle. It's a, it's a coordinated system of muscles and they work when required in a coordinated fashion for whatever task you have at hand. So it's, it's always fluid constantly adjusting as the central nervous system activates the muscles to the degree necessary. So now the important thing here, the reason I've put the core control and dynamic stability as number three, we go back to points one and two. So the core and its activation is facilitated by good postural alignment and also efficient breathing, which we're going to talk about in a minute. So Mm -hmm. if you look at your awareness, your posture and if your posture is good and your alignment is good your central nervous system is generally a lot smarter than what your brain or your thinking is going to be so i would encourage people to yes look at their developing stronger muscles but also look at their posture and their ability to to maintain that I hope that's helped and not too that, technical. That does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're sort of breaking breaking down the points. I think it's important because there's a lot of misconception about it. Yes, yes. Mm. All right, what about the suppleness? Yeah, suppleness is a big one too. Um, so the rider's suppleness influences the horses and vice versa, which is, a, which is quite a big issue. Yeah. I don't know if you know the author, Suzanne Von Dijk, In her book, Horse and Rider Back-to-Back, which is a beautiful book, she defines a supple seat as one that has, and I love this quote, the ability to let the horse's motion pass through the rider's entire spine. Mm. So that, again, if you look at that, the the centaur-type rider who looks as if they're not moving at all, 
they're able to maintain that beautiful um, perception of stillness by dynamic stabilisation and also by suppleness. So suppleness through the hips particularly and a supple spine that is absorbing the movement and making the rider appear quite still. Mm-hmm. So now that can only happen if there's no rigidity or blockages through the spine um, or through the hips. So the um, the hips need to be supple. The pelvis has to be in, in a, a neutral position, which is really a natural position. I don't know whether the listeners are aware of what a neutral position is, but it's it's neither tipped forward nor back. Yep. It's really your natural position where you're sitting on your sit bones. Now, you don't stay in that, obviously. You move in and out of that range, but you have to be in that neutral middle position for the pelvis to be able to move with the horse. Does that make sense? Yes, Glennis? yes, it does. I think yeah. so. Yep, yeah. Mm. So you need a supple spine. You need your hips to be supple. You need to be in a, in a good neutral position. Your ankles and, and the knees absorb force as well. So if you've got really tight calves and rigid ankle joints, that can inhibit the absorption of forces and the suppleness. Mm-hmm. So the beautiful thing about Pilates method here is it, it really shines within the repertoire because there's many exercises that involve articulation and movement of the spine and multiplanar movement. So moving, you know, rotation and side bending and forward bending and taking your spine into extension so that they they mobilize and supple the spine, which is not only good for your riding, it's actually really good for the the health of your entire system. So your muscular system, your your facial and your skeletal system. Um, Again, on the Pilates equipment, uh, we have, we do something called leg and footwork on the Pilates reformer. So it teaches you correct alignment and it also mobilizes the joints of the lower limbs and there's a focus on sort of stretch, stretching as you strengthen. Mm-hmm. So all of those things within the exercises or what we call the repertoire in Pilates can go towards making you a more supple rider as well. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. Now, earlier you talked about breathing and the importance Mm. of breathing. Can you talk Mm. a little bit more about breathing? Yes. So in relation to Pilates, Pilates exercises do emphasise breathing. So the breath often runs alongside the movement. Um, And that does a couple of things. It makes Pilates a a more mindful movement practice. And it's also used to to actually enhance movement. So, for example, we often breathe out on a movement, on a Pilates exercise that's harder. Um, We often breathe in on an exercise that, that facilitates it extension so when you're opening up the chest you know that can be facilitated by a breath in mm-hmm. so as far as breathing goes in Pilates we can use it to enhance movement and also to make it a more mindful movement practice and what what it also does it begins to develop your conscious control of your breath so your conscious control is your ability to know if your breathing becomes distorted so once you've got conscious control of your breath you'll know whether your breath is beginning to change. And this is really important for riders that get nervous 
or have performance yeah, anxiety. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, the amount of times that, yeah. that if you just say to a rider, and this is as a coach, coaching competitive riders, sometimes if you say to them, breathe, and it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's almost like they forgot yeah. to breathe. I thought I yes. was. <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. That's right. Mm. So if you're, if you're aware of your breath again, you become quickly aware that, okay, my breathing has changed. And mm. You can often then bring yourself back into a conscious breath and conscious breath control. So that can help you if you are anxious, if you're stressed. It can help if your horse is anxious or even during transitions and things like that. It can be very helpful to do an out breath on an upward transition or any, the breath just needs to flow. And I think Mm -hmm. the more conscious we are of our breathing, the more ability we have to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Another interesting thing the breath does connect to the functional and adaptive core. So if you're talking about core control and dynamic stability, we need to be breathing effectively, breathing diaphragmatically for our central nervous system and for our core control and core stability. So again, really important, it sort of connects to all of those other points as well. So efficient breathing and being mindful of your breathing is, uh, is, is important to everything. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now, and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and click on the 101 Careers in the Horse Industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. All right, the next thing, balance. And we all know we've got to have balance. For riders have to have balance, and of course, we just fall off. But how can Pilates help with the balance? What I love about Pilates is that it addresses a number of issues in relation to balance. So, one of them is muscular symmetry, so actual balance of your body from a muscular symmetry perspective. Um, So, a, a Pilates movement educator will always be looking to Look at your body from a muscular perspective, from front to back, side to side, so balance through the pelvis and the shoulder girdle. And not only will the session begin to address any asymmetries you have, but the session itself should be a balanced movement practice. So where you don't just focus on one particular area of the body, a good Pilates session involves a balanced session that looks at all of your body. So that's that's one element that Pilates is really good. I think for physical balance, yeah. uh, for those of us, and over 30, 35, we start to lose a little bit of balance. So it is something that we have to work on as we get a bit older. And if you're having trouble balancing yourself on the ground, it is much more challenging for you to be balanced on a moving animal. So if that is an issue with with any of the listeners, if their balance is starting to decline, it's important to start to do some exercises, even just something as simple as standing on one leg, 
and improving your your balance. Okay. One of the interesting things about riders and, and many sports people, we have to have adaptability when we're on a horse. So adaptability is basically the body's ability to adjust quickly to constantly changing situations without the, a decline in performance. So if you're riding a very tricky test, dressage test or a, a strenuous cross-country round, your body needs to be able to be adaptable and to cope with the changing situations of the movements you're having to go through without declining in performance. And your ability to balance actually makes that more possible. So a lot of Pilates exercises have balance challenges and, and variations in movement patterns. And they're two of the best ways to teach the body to be more adaptable. So that, that adaptability is, is important, especially for probably learner riders and also riders that are getting you know, more mature riders that where we do start to lose balance. It's just what happens. So training your physical balance. Yeah, people, particularly females, you know, will ride quite a lot when they're young, stop, you know, maybe have a couple of children. Then as the children either start to ride or get a bit older, they want to come back and ride and have a great amount of difficulty understanding why physically it's so hard, why they don't have balance. Yeah. And of course, that big loss of confidence because it doesn't feel as good. The balance is not there. They have, they're not as fit and as able and, you know, riding they might only ride once a week and wonder why they can't ride the way they used to when they were riding all day every day. Absolutely. I think that's a yeah, really big issue, Glennis. And mm. there are so many women returning to riding now, I yeah. think. Yeah. I've seen some statistics and they're profound. Mm. They're, you know, it's, it's a very big industry and I think those of us that have loved horses since we were young, there, there is often that desire to go back to riding. And I think if there are any listeners that do fit that uh, profile, I would really strongly encourage you to do some some off-horse training. Yes. And it's going to make it a big, big difference to you. Yeah, really big difference and make it much easier. And the other thing is too, from um, you know an instructor, a coach point of view, it's you've mm. got to be where you are. You know, you can't go out and say, right, well, now I'm back into horses or I want to do the things that I used to do because you're a more mature person and your understanding of what you used to do is going to be a lot greater. You can actually ride better if you just accept where you are and think, well, I'm a, yes, a more I mature agree. person, a more educated person, I'm going to develop my feel, I'm going to be a better rider in a different way to what I used to be. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's a really beautiful thing to say and a really encouraging way to look at it. And I think we need to constantly do that through our lives, that accept where we are and start from where we are and build on that rather than think, well, I used to be really good at this and now I'm hopeless. Because that's a very easy mindset for a lot of returning riders. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, and I think there's a lot more, for older, more mature riders, there's a lot more empathy for the horse than, than the younger, gung-ho type riders. Yes, yeah, that's probably a very good observation. Mm. Mm. And I think it becomes more important to us too because we've, if we've had families, we've really learnt a lot um, about um, sacrifice and compromise and mm. I think we really value our time and we yes. value 
the fact that we are able to be doing something we love. I think that is a big issue too in, in women returning to riding. There's a lot of gratitude for yes. the fact that, that, that we're there. All right. Now the next point, we've got healthy biomechanics and function. What would you like to say about that? That kind of ties in a lot of the things I've spoken about already. Mm. So Pilates is really good at teaching us how to move well. Yeah. And then through developing our awareness and focusing on our posture and alignment, it teaches us to, with, with all of those things, they encompass healthy biomechanics and they encompass better function. And that makes for a much, uh, you know, a much better ride. And I think to getting back to what we were just discussing, and this is a bit of a, a bit of a bugbear with me. Um, if you look at riders, that may, if we're talking about healthy biomechanics and function, and then we turn that over and look at dysfunction, no, when I look at some trainers who, no amount of actually telling a rider to change their position, if there's a dysfunction, is actually going to be helpful to them. So if it's not possible for somebody to bring their leg back or relax their back or soften their hips or lengthen the leg or you know, not have a, a a big arch in their lower back. It, it's often not possible for someone to just stop doing that when they're told to stop doing it by by a trainer. Yes. And this is where Pilates and that looking at your body and learning about your body and um, being able to change your posture off the horse. Because mm-hmm. if, if you, to be honest, if you're trying very hard to change a position that you might be in that isn't serving you. You actually, it's very difficult to do that without forcing your body into a position. And I'm saying this if there is a, if there is dysfunction and if there is faulty posture. You can't change your body without forcing it, and that creates tension. That has a detrimental effect on the horse's body, on the rider's body, on the, the horse's comfort level and the rider's comfort level. So I think I've got a, a little bit of an issue with people trying to tell riders in to, you know, change a particular position that they might be in if it's a long standing position on the horse. Because sometimes they can try and try and try and it's actually just not possible for them. They mm. need to do some work off the horse and change that particular issue and, and then, you know, that can facilitate the change that's required on the horse. Mm. Yeah, I can understand that because sometimes as that mm. happens, it's, it's the, you know, it's not just saying changing something, it's then the loss of quality of um, the work that the horse is giving. You know, might run on, lose rhythm, hollow its back, um, then it's harder to mm. adjust and doing something off the horse to fix that makes a lot more yeah. sense and, yeah. and makes it a lot better for the horse as well. I think so too. And, and this is, you know, I'm talking here about, someone that might have a an issue that, that they can't just actually, okay, move my leg a little bit further back and that's fine. Say, you know, some it? people yeah. these days are, yeah. yeah, a lot of people are so tight through the hips from our lifestyles and their pelvis is in that tilted, what we call an anterior tilt, so they've got a very hollow back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, you often can't change that by just telling them to change it. Mm-hmm. So I think in the interest of having a little bit more um, kindness, if you like, to riders to, to 
be able to realise that some people really are trying to get into a position that they just cannot get into. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think off-the-horse training or some type of physical therapy is really, really important. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. All right. Now, the next one, one that I hadn't actually thought of, actually, is injury prevention. It's a logical, of course, it's injury prevention, but I hadn't thought of as a um, a reason why Pilates is perfect for riders. Yes, it is an interesting one, isn't it? Because Pilates has both fitness and therapeutic properties. Mm, mm. So it's a really good rehabilitation tool, which we're going to talk about next, but also to, to help prevent injury. And some of the reasons for injury prevention, again, go back to some of the earlier points. So a lot of injuries can occur due to long-term poor posture and alignment, so imbalances around the joints uh, with the connective tissue or the muscles. A lot of injury occurs because of poor balance and body control and lack of awareness, so that's a, it's another issue. And with throughout the training of Pilates, reaction times of the of the student, so the client, become improved. So if you're doing Pilates on a regular basis, you you become stronger, you're more functional, you're yes. more mobile, you're quicker to react and recover from, you know, uh, your a loss of balance, whether that's whether you're when you're on the ground or whether you're on the horse, and you're. Sort of a deeper understanding and awareness of your body helps with prevention of actual accident as well. So, and the and as we talked about very early on, your proprioception improves. I don't know if I did give you a description of proprioception, but I certainly can if you want one. So your awareness of where your body is, mm-hmm. and that can help you and decrease your chances of injury and accident. Yeah. So, yeah, very helpful. Very helpful to actually, hopefully offset any opportunities that you might have to hurt yourself. <laughs> well, you've also got the rehabilitation after injury too. You know, and there's two, I suppose, you want to prevent, but you also want to rehabilitate. And um, they sort of go hand yeah. in hand, don't they? That's right. And, and Pilates really, you know, many years ago when Joseph Pilates had his uh, studio in New York, a lot, of, a lot of dancers embraced the method because they could use Pilates to they could still they could stay functional and they could still work themselves out whilst they were recovering from an injury and Pilates has a very long history of uh, of rehabilitation it's a really effective method to assist or accelerate a physical therapy rehab program Mm -hmm. or you can actually do an entire rehabilitation program within the Pilates repertoire and some of the reason for that is the equipment is really good it can be used to support and assist Mm -hmm or also challenge a client. So it's very flexible, and the flexibility means that you can meet the client wherever they are in their rehabilitation needs. So you can challenge them when they're ready to progress, or you can support and um, you know make, make things easier by use of the equipment. Yeah. It's also really good in building confidence after injury. And, and exceptional for building confidence after the sort of acute phase of a pathology. So if someone, for example, has a disc bulge or something where they've got a you know, very acute period of pain, Pilates is really good for 
getting people moving again and also building their confidence in movement. And that's something that I do a lot of in my everyday work is you know, a lot of time spent getting people through that um, post-acute rehabilitation phase. Now, number 10, and probably that, mm. you know, a good one to finish with, is it's great fun. Tell us about the fun. Why, you know, I mean, riding's fun. And uh, we talked about complementing riding. So we've got riding that's fun, Pilates that's fun. It's not an obvious choice, but talk to us a little bit about some more. Yeah, what I think, well, I, I love Pilates because it encompasses so many different things. It can be it can be calming, it can be mobilising, it can be really difficult and challenging and energising. Um, it, it gets very good results. And a lot of the repertoire is just fun. We, yeah. with the, you, there's so many different types of equipment if you're in a fully equipped studio. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a thing called a trap table. We've got the reformer, which most people are familiar with. There's a wonder chair, which is a, a smaller piece of equipment. There's barrels, there's balls, there's all sorts of small bits and pieces. And then the mat work itself, there's many movements within it, which are great fun. But at the same time, it's building strength. It's creating more efficient movement. It's enhancing your awareness, uh, working on your breathing. So all sorts of things that not only make our lives better, but also enable us to ride for longer, enable us to be, to be to ride more comfortably. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Yes, yes. All right, yes, it is. It's perfect for riders. You know, perfect as a complement to what they're actually doing and I think you've gone through. Yeah. And I think you've gone through and I think, you know, your depth of knowledge has enabled you to break down each point, you put it into easy-to-understand language and you've group one mm. with the other and, and made it so that it, you know, I just think it's a, a very good way to explain. You know, you've gone through different exercises, different points. So, yeah, thank you. Oh, that's a pleasure. Yes, and thank you very much for having me again. It's no always terrific. It's lovely to chat to you and always happy to talk about the benefits of Pilates. <laughs> and always happy to listen to you know anything to do with horses it's, and it's making uh, the horses lives better better for the riders better for the horses so um yeah very oh, good. I totally yeah. agree yeah. yeah it's actually what drives me a lot to be yes. honest is that it is that the better you can be for your horses the, yeah. the better Okay. Now, Helen, your details are going to be on, they're already on horsechats.com slash Helen Fletcher and they'll be on horsechats.com slash Helen Fletcher too. But if you'd like to just tell us quickly your contact details and uh, just in case people are ready now waiting. Sure. You can contact me via mobile phone on 0411 or you can contact me through my website, which is equipoisepilates.com.au. And I have an email address, but it's really long, so it's probably better to actually get my email address from my website. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem at all. Or, or from the Horse Chats website too, you know, Horse Chats. Horse or just, Chats go, to, just right. go to horsechats.com, search for Helen or search for Fletcher, and you'll find that page. Um, I can be found on Facebook as well, Equipoise Pilates for Equestrians, so all my details are there too. Same thing. 
Helen, thank you again, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon because I'm sure you've got so many more things that you'd be able to tell people about the benefits and um, some exercises and a few other things. So we'll talk to you some more. Oh, terrific. Thank you so much, Gwyneth. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.